bring you the witch's tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. Join old Nancy, witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. Hannah, <laughs> ten year old I be today. Yes, sir. Hannah, ten year old. Satan. A lot of folks has been writing us letters, asking how old Nancy got to be such a nice ripe age. <laughs> you said it, Satan. The hull answer to that question is that we knows magic charms. I wears an iron ring to keep away rheumatics. There's always an onion hanging over my door to drive off chills and fevers. And round my neck, I wears a potent talisman made during the increase of the moon which protects me from all accidents. <laughs> a body who takes care of her health with powerful spells like them is bound to reach a hunter and 18 year like I just turned today. That's right, Satan. Another reason for me living so long is that I never tells a lie which proves there's no truth in the saying that the good dies young. <laughs> well, we got another cheerful little bedtime story for you now. If you'll just turn out them lights and make it nice and dark. That's it. Now draw up to the fire and gaze into embers. Gaze into them deep and soon you'll see four people at the door of a fine big house. Soon you'll learn about the hairy monster. <laughs> That's our tale for tonight, the hairy monster. <laughs> Here we are. Now, just a moment till I find the light switch. Hurry, Mr. Weeks. Gosh, yes. We're terrible excited. <laughs> I have it. Now, look at the inside of your new home. Oh! Gee whiz! Barbara! You like it? Oh, it's heavenly. A regular mansion. Perfectly scrumptious. And it's all yours, Miss Turner. House, grounds, and furnishings. 
That is, if you'll carry out the conditions of Mrs. Hawker's will and live here continuously for one year beginning tonight. If she live here? Ha! Try and get your way, eh, Oh, I'll say so. <laughs> After you and Aunt Maggie and I have had to live in two rooms in a kitchen that all our lives. Oh, doesn't it just seem as though we're dreaming? My, my. I can hardly believe it. <laughs> it's true, all right. Look, Babs, <laughs> Mr. Weeks even had a telephone put in for uh, us. I've had the place set in order as though I was moving in myself. Doesn't look like a house that's been closed and tenantless for five years, well, does it? It's just perfect. Everything. Absolutely scrumptious. I'm going to get our baggage from the car so I'll have nothing to do but explore. <laughs> I'm going over the place from cellar to attic. Rodney, don't forget to bring in my hat box and umbrella. I won't, Aunt Maggie. Aunt Maggie, just look at these gorgeous window curtains. Real lace. My, my. But the kitchen is what I want to see. That's my special bellywick, Mr. Weeks. Where is it? You'll find it at the end of this hall, Miss Thompson. Excuse me. I've got to have a look at the kitchen before I do another thing. Oh, we're all so terribly excited, Mr. Weeks. And we'll never forget that our good fortune is entirely due to you. Oh, nonsense. I'm only acting as any attorney would to serve his client's interest. But other attorneys kept this place away from us for five whole years. Well, they had no legal grounds for their action, as the courts have finally decided. The terms of Mrs. Hawker's will were specific and clear, in spite of certain rather strange provisions. Your sister, Helen, was named as sole heir. And in the event of her demise, it was provided that the estate should pass to her nearest female kin, which happened to be you. At your sister's untimely death, the executor should have placed you in immediate possession. Now, to continue in possession, I simply have to fulfill the terms originally imposed upon my sister. That's all. You reside in this house for a period of one year, during which time you will sleep in the master bedroom upstairs, which was formerly occupied by Mrs. Hawker. You are not to pass so much as a single night away from here, and you must spend at least three hours in that bedroom from every midnight to sunrise alone. Funny condition, isn't it? But a very simple one. Very. If poor Helen hadn't been killed in that auto accident the day of Mrs. Hawker's funeral, she would have found it as easy to fulfill as I shall. Now she's dead. And I have this wonderful house. Your sister must have been a very sweet and lovable character. Mrs. Hawker had known her scarcely two weeks when she executed that will in her favor. Wasn't it extraordinary? Helen was only her paid companion, a trained nurse like myself. Strange, the workings of fate. Now you, whom Mrs. Hawker never even met, become her heir. What sort of woman was Mrs. Hawker? Helen used to write that she was very peculiar. Well, it's proven by the queer conditions of her will. But despite her eccentricity, Helen wrote that she was a highly intelligent old person who spent most of her time in scientific research. <laughs> I've heard that, but I hardly think that her studies were very scientific. You'll find some mighty queer stuff in the library she left. Works on magic, alchemy, and such outlandish things as that. <laughs> Is that what she studied? <clears throat> the only books in the place with English titles. I don't know what the volumes treat of that are written in Chinese. Chinese? Yes, you've inherited quite a collection of Oriental literature. Mrs. Hawker spent most of her life in Tibet. She's the wife of a missionary, I believe, and that's all I or anyone else in this town really knows about her. But she made no friends or confidants. From the time she came here 15 years ago and built this house, she rarely left it. In fact, she scarcely ever left that room upstairs, which you'll occupy in accordance with her will. She must have been very eccentric. That provision isn't the only strange one in her will. Mm. You don't have to worry about the others. The executors have, had seen to their fault. I know. 
But why? Hey, help me, someone. Oh, I'll unload you. Oh, thank you. Much obliged. I wanted to get all this luggage in at once, so I'll have nothing to do but look over our new residence. And besides, it's Mr. Weeks' car we had cluttered up with this stuff, and he may want to drive it home sometime tonight. Say, it's nearly midnight. I must be running along now. Oh, it was awfully good of you to meet us at the train and bring us out here. I wanted to enjoy your first excitement over the place. Oh, Barbara, the kitchen is simply scrumptious. There's copper pots and pans, real silverware, china dishes. Rodney? Did you bring in my big hat box and umbrella? Here they are, Aunt Maggie. Oh, thank goodness. Well, I'll run along. Guess you'll find things comfortable enough until you can make your own arrangements. Everything's wonderful, thanks to you. You've been a real friend, Mr. Weeks. It's all been a pleasure, Walter. Good night. I'll take you to the door. We'll all take you. My stars, the moon has come out. Isn't it nice? It was dark as pitch when we drove up here. Mr. Weeks, what's that little white building back there? Our garage? No, son, that's Mrs. Hawker's tomb. Oh, the mausoleum you told me she had built. Yes. That's the one thing I ain't gonna like about this place, that tomb. Well, we'll have to get used to it. One of the provisions in her will is that it is never to be removed. That's right. Well, I must be going. Good night. Good night, Mr. Weeks. Good night, sir. Good night. And thanks a thousand times. Oh, that's all right. Good luck, y'all. Let's get back in, Babs. I'm just crazy to explore the place. Oh, so am I. And I can hardly realize it's really ours. I don't like that grave in the backyard. Aunt Maggie, you knew that tomb was there before we came. I didn't know it was so near the house. It ain't right for the dead and living to be so close to one another. Oh, how silly. Come inside and stop gazing at it. All right. Shut that door, Rodney. And lock it tight. <laughs> you ain't afraid Mrs. Hawker will get lonesome out there and try to pay us a visit. <laughs> if she wanted to, locks and bolts wouldn't stop her. Ghosts can get in anywhere. Oh, Aunt Maggie, don't be so ridiculous. Here, Rod, let's take this luggage up to our bedrooms before we do anything else. You two keep away from them bedrooms till I look them over. What for? What for? Ain't I been keeping house for you two orphans almost all your life? I'm going up and see the beds are made up proper with clean sheets and all. <laughs> all right, Aunt Maggie. Arrange things to suit yourself. But I'm asleep in the east wing room, you know. I ain't forgetting. Here, I'll take my big hat box and umbrella. You can bring the rest of that truck up later. Okay, Aunt Maggie. She would insist on going up there to fix things, just as if we were a couple <laughs> of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found the bedroom lights, Aunt Maggie? Yes, Barbara. This here east room of yours is I knew it would be. Oh, Rodney, isn't it wonderful to know all this belongs to us, that we're going to live in this house? You've got to live here for a year. So that could be anything but pleasure. Oh, tonight, I'm just the happiest girl in the world. <coughs> what was that? Aunt Maggie. Come upstairs, something is wrong. Aunt Maggie. Aunt Maggie. She doesn't answer. Well, the lights have gone on up here. We're in the dark. Aunt Maggie, where are here, you? Give me your hand. The east room is this way. We find her there. Oh, why doesn't she answer us? What made her scream? Oh, the lights have gone on again. There she is, in that room. On the floor. Aunt Maggie. Well, Aunt Maggie, speak to me. She doesn't move. She's fainted. Look at her eyes, Rod. They're staring at the ceiling, just like she was scared of something. What? I, I, don't, I don't know. She's not breathing. Her heart isn't beating. Rod!
You still insist, Doc, that this woman was frightened to death? I do, Lieutenant. Until an autopsy shows me some chronic organic weakness that isn't apparent now, I'll say she died of paralysis of the heart muscles brought about by shock. The expression of her face and eyes indicate that shock was caused by sheer stark terror. But what could have frightened her? There was nothing here to do it. You two entered this room almost immediately after she screamed? Yes, and the room was just like you see it now. Well, she couldn't have been frightened by anything seen through these windows. Shutters are closed, shades drawn. You're positive every door and window in this house is locked on the inside, Ryan? Yes, sir. Absolutely positive. Yet you found no one hiding in the place. No, sir. We've searched every corner. You're sure neither of you touched anything after you found your aunt? No, no sir. Not even the front door, which was locked until you got here. We, we just phoned for you, police, and then sat down until you came. If that woman died of fright, then she must have been scared by her own imagination. Oh, that's impossible. She wasn't that kind. It's the only explanation that is possible, miss. When the coroner here first gave us his theory of her death, I suspected a tramp or burglar had surprised her. But we've proved that no one has gotten in or out of the place and that nobody's here now except ourselves. Well, someone must have turned those lights on. Yeah, and, and turned them on again. Well, that was caused by defective wiring, maybe. I'll have the electric company look into that just to check. This is a coroner's case, not a police matter, boys. Come on, let's go. Uh, Lieutenant, sir. Yes, Ryan? Do you mind putting me on duty inside this house for a couple of days, maybe? What for? The case is closed. I kind of got a notion that it ain't. What do you mean? I've just kind of got a notion. Another of your crazy notions, eh? <laughs> I've got his idea, boys. <laughs> Detective Ryan is an authority on spooks. <laughs> There's an explanation for us. A ghost could frighten a woman to death, and they wouldn't be stopped by locked windows or doors. I ain't suspecting a ghost of being in this house tonight, sir. For I've just found something that no ghost would leave behind. What have you found? This, sir. It was snagged on back of that chair. Mm, hair. Two hairs. Two white human hairs. Anyone might have shed a few hairs here at any time. But these are most unusual hairs, sir. Look. I'm six feet tall, and these hairs are longer than I am. <laughs> well, that's just the beginning of this dirty story, Satan. You folks come see me next time I has a birthday, and I'll let you know what sort of critter them six-foot hairs belong to. <laughs> and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole.
And now let us join old Nancy and Satan, her wise black cat. <laughs> Hannah and 12 year old I be today. Yes, sir. Hannah and 12 year old. And now, if everybody will just douse out their lights, we'll spin the finish of that pretty yarn we begun the last time you was here. What we leave off, Satan? Oh, yes. We told how that nice young girl named Barbara Tanner inherited a fine big mansion that had originally been left her sister by a strange old woman named Mrs. Hawker who'd made a lot of funny provisions in her will. Then the house stood empty for five years for the lawyers let Barbara have it. So when she come to take possession with her young brother and her aunt, she was mighty happy. <laughs> until she found her aunt lying in a room upstairs, stone dead. The police doctor said she'd been frightened to death. And then a young detective found two human hairs beside her. Two white human hairs that was over six feet long. Now draw up to the fire and gaze into them buzz. Gaze into them deep and hear the rest of our yarn about the hairy monster. <laughs> the hairy monster! <laughs> it's almost one o'clock, Mr. Ryan. How much longer are we going to sit here in the dark? Hmm. It's a little before 12. You heard your aunt scream in this room last night. Yes. I kind of had a notion history might repeat itself, but it begins to look like I was wrong. You're all in, aren't you, Miss Turner? Of course she's all in. She hasn't had a wink of sleep. Well, that doesn't matter, Rod. If there's anything to be gained by watching here. Well, I'd kind of like to sit it out a while longer, if you don't mind. You still think those hairs you found had something to do with Aunt Maggie's death? Well, I kind of got a notion. But what could have hair like that, nearly six feet long? I don't know, son. You say the, the autopsy this afternoon strengthened the coroner's conviction my aunt was frightened to death. Yes, ma'am. But... But you are positive no human being could have gotten in here. Mr. Ryan, do you believe in ghosts, as the lieutenant said last night? Well, I keep a sort of open mind, miss. You know folks are apt to say things ain't so just because those things haven't been a part of their personal experience. I've got a kind of notion strange things happen in this world that can't be explained away by simply saying they couldn't happen. You're Irish, aren't you, Mr. Ryan? Well, Ryan ain't exactly a Polish name. <laughs> you mean maybe I come with my funny beliefs natural. Belief in the supernatural is common to all races. Only the Irish seem to have a deeper insight into mysteries. And, well, only the Scotch can compete with them when it comes to having uh, notions. Yes, and my mother was Scotch. Is that so? I'm Scotch-Irish, too. Well, 
You know, I kind of had a notion. Yes, sir. The moment I looked at you, I said to myself, now there's too nice a girl to be anything Say, if anything's going to happen in this room, when is it going to begin? Uh, just wait a little longer, son. Yes, sir, Miss Turner. You're the type of girl who... Say, you're not engaged to going with anyone steady, are you? You know, according to Mrs. Hawker's will, my sister has to stay in this room at least three hours every night alone. Oh, I don't care anything about that, Rod. After what's happened, I hate this house. Funny conditions in that will, you Mrs. Hawkers, you told me about. Awful funny. Come on, son. Let you and me leave your sister alone in here. Not if you think anything may happen. It won't. That was just a bum notion. Here, now switch on these lights. Now leave them burning the rest of the night, miss. I think you'll sleep better. I I'd rather you and Rod stay here with me, Mr. Rod. I'm, I'm not afraid, but I'm too upset to sleep. No, I'm not. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Come on, son. If my sister don't want to be left here alone, she'll like it when she gets to. used to it. Come on. Hey, look on my arms. What do you Come mean? Come on. Don't do that. Mr. Ryan. Good night. Say, are you crazy? Shut up. I will not. You can't so little I want to keep my hand over your mouth so you nod your head. You'll keep your face closed. You keep quiet? All right. What's the idea? I just got a notion something might happen in that room quicker if so many people weren't hanging around. You mean it? I don't know. We ain't gonna move two feet from your sister's door if we have to stay here all night. Now come back here. What's that crack of light under the door? If it goes out or your sister yells, we throw ourselves into that room double quick. Hmm. One o'clock. What's your reason for all this? There ain't no reason. I just kind of... here like statues for a solid hour. My legs are cramped. Rub them. Your sister's asleep. Here, I can hear her breathing. <laughs> she breathes nice and is soft like. Say, if you're expecting a ghost to walk, they don't come round till after midnight. Ghosts don't leave human hair behind. Oh, I think this waiting is all the bunk. Nothing was in that room last night, and nothing could get in there now with us here in front of the only door. Come on, let's go! Look by the bed! Good God! Something coming with air! Yes, long white hair! Help! I can't breathe! Quick, your gun! Hold this flashlight on it! It's a hairy monster! You missed! Shoot again! I hit it, but it doesn't drop! It's coming toward me! Bullets don't seem to kill it! It's something unnatural, dead! Shoot again! My gun's empty, I'll grab it! No, don't touch it! Don't let it touch you! It's going through the wall! There's a false panel, a secret passage there! Give me that flashlight. I'm going after him. No, no, don't go in that darkness alone. He's gone down those stairs, inside the wall. Come on after him. It'll kill him. Babs, come back. It'll kill us all. Mr. Ryan. Mr. Ryan. Babs, I'll go with you. Babs. There's Mr. Ryan's flashlight up ahead. Come on. That thing, that hairy thing has got away. Where does this passage lead to? I don't know. Look out. Here's more stairs going up. Mr. Ryan, are you safe? It didn't hurt you. No. I'm all right. The thing has disappeared. What was it? It wasn't human, covered with that matted hair, and it smelled of mold and earth and death. No, 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 no. Try to smother me in my sleep. Here, sleeve. Miss Turner, pull yourself together. I don't know what it was we saw and followed. But here's where I lost it. Here at the end of this secret passage. This is the end. Where are we? I've got a kind of notion we're in Mrs. Hawker's tomb.
thing we saw last night couldn't have been Mrs. Hawker. She's been dead five years. And you say yourself it was not a, a, a ghost. No. Ghosts don't leave hair behind. Little things like this. What's that? Human fingernail, five inches long. I found it by the panel that leads into that passage. I've read that nails grow out about an inch each year. And like hair, sometimes they keep on growing after death. You mean that... Last night, we saw the dead who's still alive. Uh, a vampire? No, a vampire drained your blood. Mrs. Hawker came last night to steal your body. So when she was placed in this tomb five years ago, she had everything arranged to steal your sister. I don't know what you're talking about. I've done some funny reading, as I told you, Miss Turner. In Tibet, where Mrs. Hawker used to live, there's magicians who know how to suspend all animation of their organs to live like the dead for almost any time they want. They also know how to kill another human being by smothering its breath, and how to set up their own spirit inside the stolen flesh. Mrs. Hawker knew all about the magicians of Tibet. If this incredible thing can be true, that explains those conditions in her will. Yep, that her heir occupy that room with a secret passage leading to this mausoleum. She'd been cheated of your sister and had waited five years when you arrived. She was over-anxious to claim your life that she might live again. So she entered that room without caution and your aunt saw her awful figure in the moonlight. Last night she waited. Careful. But the lights, what made them go out? Master switch inside the passage. She built this house herself, you know. And among the queer, queer conditions in her will was one that the slab above her tomb should be made so it might be lifted by a lever inside her coffin. Another stipulation was that she shouldn't be embalmed. And those instructions were carried out. Uh-huh. Yeah, but why didn't your bullets kill her last night if she's really living? They say you're a champion pistol shot, yet we couldn't find a drop of blood. She hasn't any blood, son. Her body is just a dried-up husk held together by a evil spirit. That husk must be destroyed entirely, all at once. That's why I'm having those lamps put up inside the mausoleum. Those huge sunray lamps? Yes, the sun that preserves life is a destroyer of the dead. That's why she can only leave her tomb in darkness. It's night now. There may be danger from her if you lift that slab. Why don't you wait until morning, until the natural sun comes I out? I can't have her in the same world with you another hour. You know, Miss Turner, you're the type of girl who... Everything's set, right? Uh, you and your brother wait outside here, just in case anything goes wrong. No, if there's any danger, I'm going with you. Miss Turner, you're not engaged. You're going with anybody steady, are you? We're ready, Ryan, if you are. Uh, all right. Lamp set and lever placed? Everything. Now turn your lamps on before we put pressure on this lever. There go. All right, boys. Heave the slab off. Here it comes. Now keep away from here, Miss Turner. It's off. You are right. In that coffin is the hairy monster. She's alive. She's getting up. Now turn those rays down there in the coffin. Oh! Those lamps went out. What's wrong? The connection came apart. I'll fix it. Quick. Quick. She's rising from this Good tube. Lord. You keep back, Miss Turner. Keep away. She's got her hands on Mr. Ryan's uh, clothes. Oh, with those uh, long nails like knives. Uh, those lamps. For God's sake. Tear her away. Lamps. She's cutting him to pieces. Ma'am, oh, keep away. The lamps are out again. And the rays are working. Look. She's let him go. Oh, Mr. She's fallen. She's becoming just dust and bones and hair. She's gone. Destroyed forever. Are you all right? I... And they got a notion. Oh, you're bleeding. She slashed your face and throat. Rod, give me iodine, bandages. Thank goodness I'm a nurse. A nurse? You know, Miss Turner, you're just the type of girl who, say, 
Are you engaged or going with anyone steady? Be quiet. You're weak and losing blood. But are you? No, not yet. Why do you keep asking me that? Oh, I... I think that... <laughs> well, that's the end of that, then, Satan. And if it didn't curl your hair, it should at least make it kind of wavy. Well, Satan and me's got business to tend to now. Important business, Satan. Near midnight, Satan. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.